0: Okay, we're gonna start with this. We have this wonderful time together. I'm so grateful to be here in the Sangat. I've been trying to come to the Midlands to listen. I'm really excited this evening to listen to the Katha and be in the Sangat. And I'm very honored to have this chance to share with you guys, which I don't take lightly. Today, we're looking inwardly. We went to camp obviously you guys this is the camp reunion so i'm guessing most of you some of you may not but most of you came to the basics camp put your hands out if you went to the basics camp so those of you that were in my group or those of you that know me i don't like elbows elbows basically the body language of an elbow when you do this yeah is that like you're half in yeah and you don't really believe so well later on, we're going to ask more introspective questions there's a nice word introspective everybody say introspective it's a nice word and it? it plays with your mouth say introspective introspective so we're going to look inwardly, we're going to introspect, we're going to look inwardly. And so when we ask these questions, more important questions, not necessarily, did you go to basics camp, but when you answer a question like this, you're basically telling yourself that you're not sure. And really, you're not answering questions to me. We're looking to make an exploration to make progress within our own journey. Right? So when you have an opportunity to commit, to show a bit of conviction, to show a bit of man, to give yourself a bit of a push forward, yeah, put your hand up fully and engage, or Stay deed and stay here, but don't be half in, half out. Half in doesn't really get you very far. Life-changing experience at camp, yeah? So you see how you feel about it, it's like, yeah! You know, and we're in a company of those where we can share that, right? And so we went to camp, and then who, who felt maybe 10 days later, 15 days later, things start to dwindle, start to, the, the momentum of what you experienced that you thought would always be the same. You are going to the local Gurukhar and you're feeling that actually things aren't quite, things aren't quite the way that they were at camp. He feels that way that, that you need a bit of a and then, then you heard about the reunion it's like yo i need to go to the reunion I need to get that feeling back that huh? so i've been there and i remember going to my first camp i remember being there as a monarch going to that my first camp and experiencing such a feeling that the only fear that was inside i can actually honestly say this to you being outside of the bar trembling concerned the concern that i had in my heart was that maraj be, i don't want this feeling to ever go now i've experienced this sangat. now that i've experienced being in this place but i don't want to ever be in a place where i don't feel that way how can i go back to just garage music friday nights gordon's gin how can i go back to that life i'm scared that if that's all that's waiting for me it ain't gonna it's not gonna fulfill me right and guru Sab gives us a teaching gurujan divji gives us a teaching they say sarab sukkah That I've had so much, I've experienced every aspect of this universe, because they're the creator of the universe, right? But they say, But nothing is, nothing is going to compare to being in that experience of oneness when you're in the Sangat. And that sounds blissful, but when you've experienced it and you're on the edge of going back into the world, or you've been in the world for two weeks and you go back, it's actually worse. It's like, I wish I had never known because now I'm back in the drudgery of it all. Now I'm back in the mundane gray of it all. Now I'm back with my supervisor at work. Now I'm back at uni and I'm having to deal with all these issues. It's like, if I had never known of that sweetness, yeah, then it would have just been not so bad. I was fine without knowing that you could have so much bliss. And that can be quite a bit of a shock, you know? You've got to roll with the punches and sometimes you're up. People say things you're up and you're down. You're like, I want to be down. After being up, I just want to stay in the clouds. So when I was asked, when I was, when I was grateful enough to have a chance to do this Seva, I was thinking about how to approach this opportunity to share with you guys. And this came to my mind. I spoke to my old brother, Babadid Singh, He gave me his blessings that this would be an appropriate way to talk about this. So we begin this journey together. It's not been the same since camp. So. Well, with that background and that sort of contextual understanding of where we're going to go today put your hands up if you felt a few moments since camp where you haven't been so bulletproof you haven't been so invincible and things have just gone back and you're like oh man oh yeah so okay well then in which case this talk today is for you we're going to have some fun we're going to go on a journey and we're going to we're going to take an understanding that you're not, firstly, you're not on your own, but secondly, how do we approach that? Functional learning, I like functional learning. Functional learning means something that we can learn. It isn't just a date or a figure, something that will help us when tomorrow that day comes, we go hang about. I was at a talk when a man from East London came to enlighten the whole of the Midlands, yeah? And so that next time you feel that drudgery, It's like, I've got something from my guru that will help me. Because that's the point, we come here, it's not a show, it's not a creative display, the point is we're supposed to have functional, secured stuff that we learn together with our family that we can take back into the world and go, I know what to do right now, I've been here, I've heard about that. So this is intended to be just that. We're gonna go on a journey together, and then tomorrow or Wednesday next week when the rain's hitting the window, you've got an email come through, and maybe you're feeling that way again, that we can look back to what we're going to learn today, and then hopefully you guys will be like, "Yo, I know what to do right now." And I had to get back to that feeling, right? Before we do that, just from a place of gratitude, we could be anywhere right now, right? We could be anywhere, and most Saturdays I'm somewhere else doing something else. I often have a chance to say that because it reminds me that we should always start this vijad from a place of gratitude. Be your maraj, I could be anywhere right now, you know. A few months ago I was at Basics Camp, I've been in a whole lot of places since then, as have you, we've all been on our own journeys, right? Now we sit in the Sangat, we should put our hands together, and up. Well, I don't mean physically, you can do that as well, but from your heart, open up your heart, we're going to recite the Guru's mantra just three times, and we are going to recite that from a place of shukurana, a place of thankfulness, but yo Maharaj, thank you for bringing me here, thank you for allowing me to have a chance to have this Sangat, and you'll find that if you always approach if you, if, if you always approach a tongue twisted, if you always approach the opportunity of being sangat from a place of gratitude, you'll always receive more. You'll always get it to go deeper and you'll always take away so secure, right? So everybody your back's up super straight. If you can manage, if you can manage a smile on your face, that just that basically means taking the corners of your lips up to your ears. That's a you might have forgotten. Midlands is so dreary, yeah? Yeah? So take the corners of your lips all the way up to your ears, deep smile and open up your chest from a place of gratitude we're going to call the gurmantar we're going to vibrate from the gurmantar together together as one
1: Vahe Guru Vahe guru Vahe.
0: We go back now to the time of Siddhi Guru Ram Das Ji Maharaj. They are constructing they are constructing what would go on to become the greatest kitchen in the entire world. They would be f- constructing the foundations of Siddhi Haramandar Sahib, that place where people can come from across the world. They can sit, they can break bread, they can fill their stomachs with that food of the Guru, that langar, that never runs out. And they are also constructing that place where the Geetan would resound for 500 to years to this day. For 400 years to this day, Siddhiguru Ramdarshi Maharaj is constructing that foundation. And their relation comes from their village back in what we would now call Lahore. Sahari Mal, their cousin, they come and they say, Listen, you're my cousin, my son is getting married. And I request that you should come back with me from this place of Amritsar, that you come back with me and leave this place and come and accompany me, that you can oversee and arrange and give your blessings at the wedding of your nephew. And Guru Ram Ji Maharaj, as they are constructing the sarovar, as they are undertaking those, um, those, that, that construction, they give various reasons why they can't leave and just go, to, go from this place to Lahore. They say, so look, if I come with you, all of the Sangat that come, all of the Sangat that are with me, they're going to follow me. And it will be a great wait for you to, have, to show the level of respect to the Sangat that are going to come. and It's going to be very difficult for you to serve all the Sangat and give them that sadkar given how much respect we show the Sangat the other thing is what we're doing here you just see construction but what's going to take place here is, is is going to be very important and they give a number of other reasons where they say look I can't go so honey they say look if you can't go then typically what would happen if you, if, if a person couldn't attend a family relations, um event you would send someone from your house as your family representative so they turn and they say to Guru Ram Das Ji Maharaj, they say, you've got three, three, three sons. Send one of your sons that they should come in your stead, that they should go in your stead and they can represent the family at the wedding. So Maharaj sees this opportunity to give a sikhya, and they say, they say to their eldest son, they call their sons forward, and they say to their eldest son, his name was and when you go to the, When you go to the Deekah Gurbani Arthbandar, they speak of Brithi they speak of their character. I'll let you, you can read about that. Suffice to say, that in our etiash is recorded that Priti Chand, they're, they're in the same house of the Guru, but not they're not. We can say of the same light. They don't have the same qualities of Guru Ram Das Ji Maharaj. Putting it respectfully, right? There's a, And priti Chand, when Guru Dev when Guru Ram Das Ji Maharaj, they say to them, look, we would like you to go to this wedding. You want to just come? Quick, sit down quickly. Some seats at the front, rather than sitting on the floor at the back, I could be comfortable. Hey, Vajji. Okay? No. why did you go there? So Maharaj says to priti Chand, "I'd like you to go to this wedding, and I would like you to oversee the affairs." priti Chand, they're so concerned about agitating their position in the house that they should, through their own manipulations, they should receive the Guru They're like, Look, we don't want to leave Amritsar; we want to stay in your face, we want to be around this place because we're hoping to receive the Guru Gaddi. And if I leave here, someone else might slip into that place. So, Priti Chan's mindset is about chanjal. They're trying to use their mind to make spiritual progress. We'll know from our own efforts that so when we're trying our best with our minds, how far does it get us? But Priti Chan is the earliest example of having you got, sometimes you've got to let go and give up your ego. But Priti Chan wasn't ready to learn that lesson just yet. So, Priti Chan says, Look, Maharaj, I'm so important. I'm involved in collecting money, the administration. Be ask somebody else. I'm very important. This place can't do without me. Very important lesson we learn from Piddi right? We think of ourselves as so um, instrumental in the things that are taking place. And I saw something on socials I thought was really interesting. This is particularly for those that are in vocation, they are at work, they are dedicating themselves 18 hours a day, 20 hours a day. That if anything would happen to you today, and you'd get, you know, God forbid you get diagnosed in a, in, a, in, a, in a negative way, and next week you're not at work, no matter how instrumental you might think you are, Within a week, there'll be an advert out for your job to be replaced. Within a few weeks, someone will be attempting to fulfill your role, maybe not as perfectly as you could. Within a few months, your absence will no longer be missed, right? And it's really important we understand that whilst we're here to provide for our families, we can't confuse our obligation to provide sustenance, our obligation to work in this world, to make progress in this world. We can't confuse that with some sort of a mistaken ideology that without me, nothing will happen. Those are two very, very different things that get conflated, and our life becomes, our taram becomes about how we're working, right? How many times you go to funerals, uh, not in a taramic circle, but you go to You got you might go to a mate, a college or whatever, you might go to someone whose, whose parents have passed away, and they'll say, he was a good man, he worked hard all his life. We've all heard a phrase like that before, right? Somewhere along the line, How hard you work has become determinative of whether you're a taramik person. He was a good man, separate thing, that's about virtue, right? He worked hard, right? In other words, from a Sikhi perspective, I'm not saying we shouldn't work hard, but don't think for a second that your taram, yeah, is your vocation. And a lot of people get wrapped up in this, they get defined by their work. How do we, in, how, how do we introduce ourselves? Many years ago, I introduced myself at lectures, I go, "Look, you tell them about yourself, I go, my name is Amadeep Singh, I'm a lawyer. How can that really be how I want myself defined as? That's, not, that's nowhere near as important as to me as what we're really here to learn about, who we really are inside, right? So Preeti Tanda gives us this sikhya that he says to Maharaj, he said to Maharaj, I'm very important, I'm a very big man. You know very big things happen because of my my presence here. But you don't watch that. Send somebody else. Yeah. And Guru, Guru Ram Das, he to do better. In their mind, they're seeing this is a play that's being played out. They turn to their second son, Mahadev. Mahadev, Gani Hari Singhji. They write about them, and they say they're like a renunciate. They're completely detached from this world. Again, different teaching we get from Mahadev. Mahadev is like, look, look, Kera Taya, which uncle? Be Kera because none of these things are real. This whole world is like an illusion. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to just sit down I'm going, do, I'm going to just do what I want to do. They were so detached from the world, they didn't recognize the geography, the society, the family connections. They were just like completely like Mustana from the world. That's like the opposite end of the scale, right? And Sikhi always finds balance, right? So, Mahadev, they've gone so far the other way that they don't recognize the red. What is the red? Of a Gursikh, in a purest sense is to be within the guru's hukam at all times, to be obedient to whatever the guru wishes. Right? Ultimately, that is about following the guru's instruction. Right? And they've gone so far the other way that the guru's instruction is it is it, it it's it's beyond them to conceive or to follow, and that's where people get lost. They get lost to just in this mystical way, and then you hear about drugs and alcohol and things like this, and all sorts of confusing things take place, which we're not going to go into today. Right? Maharaj turns to their youngest son. The youngest son is Guru Arjan Dev Maharaj. For the rest of this talk, we're going to refer to them as Arjan Dev. Just so we don't confuse them with Guru Ramadashi Maharaj, but they're the Guru, right? So, Arjan Dev, the youngest son, they're 15 years old at this time. And the way that they're described in our Ittihās, they're very beautiful. They're like, they're, their presence is so enamoring, that just to look upon them, brings you peace. Everyone's like, yo, Arjun Dev's in the house. It's like, it's like they had such a beautiful fragrance. And just to, just to speak of them now, Lissara and I see some of you smiling. So Arjun Dev was that, that, that fragrance of the Guru. They were that obedient one that had completely become one with the Guru Sikya. So Arjun Dev, they get approached by their father. And their father says, look, I need you to go to Lahore. And I need you to oversee the wedding and give that, pr- undertake prachad and stay there and do this. And Arjun Devji, they're like, they're not faltering, but you can see in their reaction, they're, they're like, they're, it's like they're taking a shot to the ribs, yeah. And they're like, look Maharaj, it is, it, I live to fulfill your hukum, but how can I be happy about being away from you? Like you put me between two fa- like two fading places, right? I must always obey your hukum, right? But to be away from you is a punishment for me. It's like a difficulty for me. But if that ultimately is your desire, then it then so it shall be that that's what I will do, right? So, what is this for us, my people? In this age, this sort of woke culture, right? Which I think we should give a lot of credence to. A lot of well-being comes from this. A lot of understanding about sympathy and empathy which has been lost in a world that's so like selfish. But sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do, man. And don't let the culture around you, which is so sympathetic, to put an arm around you and protect you. Yeah, that they'll even protect you from you doing what you've got to do. Sometimes you just gotta do it, man. You gotta to go to a place you don't want to go and you got to do the work. Right? And Guru and Dev is giving this sikya, they say, look, I don't really want to go. I've got no business doing this, but if, if, that, if, that's where I've got, if that's what I've got to go to do to, um, to, to fulfil what I've got to achieve, sometimes you've got to do that. And if you have the courage to do that, you'll find that joy is just beyond having the courage to face your fear. We live in an age where facing your fears is almost becoming um, toxic. We live in an age where if you challenge yourself to a point where you're gonna be in an uncomfortable place, people are saying it's toxic to do that. And that's not, what this, that's, that's not liberation. Having the courage to step through a fire and go, look, I'm gonna move forward and I'm gonna do what I have to do. And even if it takes you through a dark place to get to a bright place, don't let people turn you around and say that that's, that's what you shouldn't be doing. Because people will have their own fears and their own projections, and sometimes their insecurities will mean that they don't wanna see you do that because how does that make you feel about your own shortcomings? Difficult difficult thing to bear, right? That the man with your arm around your shoulder say, look, it's okay, don't do that. Just sit here and suffer in this place rather than go through a dark place to come to a light place. Difficult thing to bear that that might not be what you need, right? But those things which are worth the most value need to be struggled for. Nelson Mandana famously said, without struggle there is no progress. So have a little bit of man, man. Sikki is not always easy. That doesn't mean that it is wrong. Sikki is not always easy, but sometimes the most beautiful things you've got to fight for, right? Whether that means having hard conversations at home with your parents, as you keep at the start. Whether that means having to explain to teachers at school while you're now carrying a weapon on your, wa- on your waist, yeah? Sometimes you've got to do what we've got to do, right? And don't let the culture around you tell you otherwise. Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj gives us this Sikhi he says, Maharaj, look, I never want to be away from you, but if that's your wish, then that's your Hukam, then, then so it will be that I'm going to go to Lahore. So Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj, Arjan Dev Ji, they do Matta Maharaj, and they make arrangements, and as they're about to leave the Darbar in front of the Sangat, Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj, they do Matatekt, and they, they're about to leave the Darbar, Guru Ram Das Maharaj, they give some instructions. They say, "Go to Lahore." You see that pop up there? It's called advanced PowerPoint <laughs> skills, there, yeah, yeah. See it just went, yeah. They say, "Undertake the wedding and do prachar of Guru Sikhi." So, go to the Taramsal at my village in Punjab, Namundi, where Guru Ram Das Maharaj was avatar in this world, and do not return until I call for you. Guruji and Devji, they listen to the Guru's hukam and they follow the Guru's hukam And the importance of Sunanan, the importance of listening, and the importance of Mananan cannot be overstated. Just to give you an understanding, in an educational, in a Western understanding, yeah, twenty percent of Japji's have the part. Yeah, talk to us about the importance of Soni, yeah, about listening, about Mani, yeah, about about, belief, about following. Yeah, so if you think about that Brahm Gyan, uh, that, that bunny which is here to give us Brahm Gyan, 20% of Japji Sahib is just telling us about this importance of just listening. And if you could just listen to the Guru. Listening meaning you open up your heart and you put, put aside your own empty, you empty out your cup as they say, and you come before the Guru So look, fill that cup with your Gyan, innit? And Manananda actually follow that through. So Guru Devji, they set out. And they go from Amritsar, which is in what we would now call Punjab, in India, now as it has now been divided. And they travel to Lahore, and they oversee the wedding celebrations, which are about a week. And after the wedding celebrations, they, undert- they start undertaking Gurmudh Prachar, they start doing Gursikhi Prachar with the Sangat in Lahore. So I want you to visualise this and keep this in your minds. Yeah. So you guys on the right, yeah. You guys are Lahore. Everybody say Lahore. Lahore. And you guys are Amritsar. Everybody say Lahore. Amritsar. Amritsar. So I'll remember that where you guys are for the rest of this presentation is very important geographically, physically. Yeah. I want you to hold on to this in your mind. So what you guys are together? Lahore. Who got that wrong? You know, I, I, it's only, I, I'm, not, I'm not even, I, I, I genuinely expected one person to get, I have such a low opinion of the Midlands, I expected, yeah, more mistakes. I'm actually surprised it was just one solo voice. But, I let my racism just abate itself for a moment, yeah? Yeah? So Guru Ramdas Ji Maharaj, they send Guru Arjan Dev Ji. Arjan Dev Ji is now, they're now in Lahore, and they're doing Gurmat Prachar. And the Sangat in Lahore are buzzing. They're like, yo, Arjun Dev Ji is here. So they're doing their work, they're undertaking their kaaraj. And in the evenings, they're coming in and listening to Guru Arjun Dev Ji, who are telling the Sakhiya of Guru Nanak Dev Ji. They're telling the itihas of Bhai Ji, Guru Angad Dev Ji, how they met. All these beautiful teachings are being given out. They're speaking of the beauty of Mata Ji and the langar, and the way that they would serve, even though she was the royal queen of the house, of the Guru, how she would serve that langar. They speak about the qualities of the Guru's house. Everyone's in complete astonishment as their minds are being blown and they're falling deeply in love with Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj. But Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj, their mind whilst they're blessed to be in the Sangat, whilst they're feeling so alive to be in the Sangat, a part of them is just Wishing that they were somewhere else. They wish that they were in Amritsar with the Guru, right? So that distance is quite far that 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 task that undertaking is one that will pull your heart to you're like you can't Imagine how far that distance was beyond the current forms of transportation, right? And so after a while of separation Arjun Dev Ji they're like I want to go back, but just a quick point. Can they go back? Because what was that, that last request of Guru Ram Dassi, What did they say? Hands up, anyone? I
1: will call
0: you. Huh? I will call you. you do not return until I call for you, right? Mm-hmm. So, Arjun Dev they're like, I can't go back, I miss my Guru, but what, to, what, what is there for me to do? So what do they do? What can they do? They miss their Guru, right? They write a love letter. In the truest sense, and me and my brother, we were talking about this. Th- there's an inner sense to these words that have been corrupted. Why would a love letter be anything contentious? I was thinking about using these words, love letter. But when we speak about it in the, in the truest sense of the word, it's a letter of love, right? Arjun Devji, they miss their Guru, they miss their father. And if they're going to record that in the language to be communicated, wouldn't that be a letter of love? What would be a truer example of a love letter, right? So Arjan Dev Ji, what they do is they write a letter and they send that letter with a messenger and they say, go and give this to my Satguru and this letter Mera manaloche gurudarsana taayi bilabh kare chaatrik ki naayi Tadikhanahu tere santa naayave binar darsana santa piyare jiyo Hukkoli jiyo kolukmai gurudarsana santa piyare jiyo raho just because of the time constraints, we're going to just focus on this one bhangti, yeah? these two, two bhangti. Because my mind, Lord, I'm longing to have your darshan. Meaning I miss you, man. Just writing it in plain t- terms. They're speaking to the Guru. Baljeet Singh spoke about is at that camp. We're here to have a reunion of that camp. They spoke about how you can do Ardas. Just by speaking to your Guru, you haven't got to necessarily stand in the way that the Gyaniji does that ardas. That is an ardas, that is a perfect ardas. There's also a perfect ardas that you can do within you as well. When you just speak to the Guru, say, Yo Maharaj, I miss you yeah, man, right? They say, <laughs> And they use a metaphor. The chatrik is a type of bird. A really beautiful bird. The chatrik bird is known in English as the rain bird. It's the nature of this bird is that it drinks only during the monsoon rain. It turns its head when the rain falls, it drinks that rain while it's actually in the air. It doesn't land and drink from a stream like the like, way like you'd think a normal bird would. Its nature is to uh, really, really, therefore, seek out that monsoon when it's thirsty for that rain that is so seldom coming that when it comes, it wants to take all that drink. So Maharaj is using that metaphor, so just as that monsoon rain bird is longing for the monsoon rain, which only comes in that right season, I'm longing for your darshan in the same way that that bird's thirst will be quenched by the rain. They use this beautiful example, and they say, when am I going to see you again? They go on to say, "I'm I'm a sacrifice, I'll sacrifice myself just for having a chance to have your darshan. And they send a letter with a messenger, the messenger takes the letter, and is given instructions to go and give this, when you go back to Amritsar, to give this to Guru Ram Dasti Maharaj. When the messenger gets close to Amritsar Sahib, Priti Chand, the eldest son, they see that this messenger is like covered in dirt, and Priti Chand in his mind, and the deka is written. He's like he's got such a paranoid mindset. He thinks this person's from out of town. Maybe he's come from Lahore. He puts it together and he intercepts the messenger. He takes from him the information. He goes, who are you? Where have you come from? When it becomes apparent that he's written, that he's got a letter from his youngest brother to be given to his father, he says, "You give it to me. You could be on your way. I'll give it to Gurumdas himself." Here's something really beautiful. It's written out our that when Priti Chand reads a letter, he reads that letter and he, he immediately is taken by fear. because this is written as if it was written by the Guru Themself. Gani <laughs> Hari Singh they say, the way that this letter is written, the language, of l- the language infused in this letter, it's like Guru Ram Dassri has written this letter. Because that jyoth is the same, right? Even to those that would look at it from a foreign perspective, they can only see one Guru. Next time you go sit in before the Guru and you hear the Sangat say, you hear the gatha vibrate that this is the same as Guru Nanak Dev Ji Maharaj. is telling us that when they're reading the words of Arjan Dev, all they can hear is the voice of Guru Ram Das Ji Maharaj. So
1: they're
0: taken by fear that if my Guru reads this letter, he's going to remember. Arjun Dev, at the moment, he's far from his mind, right? Because Ram Guru Ramdashi hasn't seen them. That's why they've not called for them. Yeah? I don't want him to remember Arjun Dev. So let's just keep this between me and myself, and not give it. So he puts it in his pocket, and he sends the messenger away. Mm. And so, Arjun letter doesn't reach the Guru. Then Guru Ramdashi they're undertaking the Seva, with which they've been availed. And the construction is continuing. And after a while, Arjun Dev that longing is starting to grow even more. They get their suffering from being so far away from the Guru. That pain of separation starts to grow. So what do they do? They're reduced to the only thing that they can do, right? Which is to write another letter. And in this second letter, what do they write? They say, mm-hmm. You know the Bhangtiyya. They say, your face is so beautiful, just to look upon your face would bring, would bring peace to me. And I find that so relatable, man. We're so far away from camp, which is why I wanted to share this with you guys. That was like, we look back on those memories of being in the Darbar, it was cold outside, and then the heaters are on, and then you go into the Langar Hall, and that steamy, wonderful Langar that the Sehavadar have made, and you look up and this beautiful smiling face is serving you, you go back to your room, and it's like, Tehra like the Sangat man, I just wish I could be in that place again. Which is why so many of you could relate it to being in that camp. But Guru Maharaj is taking it to a higher set, they're talking about the Guru and they're saying, just to look upon your face brings me peace in my mind. If I could just look upon your face, it's so beautiful, I'll have sej, I'll have "sej within me. And the language of Gurbani is so intuitive, you may not even know what it means, but the vibration of the Shabad itself will bring that character to you. If you, if you just test this right now, if you sit up straight and say the word Sehej, Seja, seja. You know intuitively that it means a peace within. Gurbani is so beautiful, man. It is not just a language of this world. It is the language of our soul. It is our living guru. Akhawai guru. So Maharaj, they send this letter, they say, vasya. Listen to the innocence of this. It's just by chance I was talking to my brother about, about innocence today, yeah. This is Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj. They are the one that has contributed the most Shabbats to Guru Granth Sahib Ji Maharaj. Yeah? What do they say? They say something so innocent. They say, vasya mere They say that land where you're walking is blessed because you're happening to place your feet upon it. Now, why do I say this is innocent? I remember being, this is my personal relation with the Shabbat, yeah? I remember being a young, when I was a young boy, my dad would go away on business trips. They would go, he would go to faraway places that sounded really exotic. He'd be going to like Thailand, or he'd be going to Malaysia. He was like into, he would like export cars from the East end of London. And so he'd have to go and travel. And I would be, I was so attached to my dad when I was younger, I was totally in love with him. That I would like, when he would come into the room, I would sit on his lap, I wouldn't want to be, comp- I would want to be even apart from him, even for a minute. He was like my hero. And so when he would go, I would cry when I was young. And I would be so sad. And when I would hear these names, like Malaysia or Thailand or T- Japan, I'd be like, oh man, Malaysia's so lucky, man, my dad is there. I imagine the country like heaving like a fairground. It's like, hey, Jigdeesh, buddy, I'm out there. But obviously, the guy immigration didn't care that my dad, he just like stuck the passport and said, go through. But in my mind, because he was my everything, I, I just was like that place where you I literally would think, oh Malaysia is lucky to have you. They they better appreciate the fact that you're there," because there's an innocence that comes with being a child, right? Now Guru Arjan Dev Ji, they're the greatest. They're the greatest uh, that contribute towards Guru Granth Sahib. Their their depths of knowledge are unparalleled. We can't even understand the depth of knowledge of Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj. But look at the innocence. Don't think yeah, you have to look at this gand That is sent or that is available on the internet. Yeah To put you on the same par as other people Don't think that you need to watch the gand to obtain knowledge Because Guru Arjan Dev Ji is given as an example that Guru that gives us so much Shabbat that we will never find the end We'll never find the end to the ocean, right? But look at the innocence don't think for a second, you have an obligation to lose your innocence to meet the world's expectations that you have knowledge. There are certain things that you just don't need to know, man. We're not taught that. There's just certain crap that you haven't got to fill yourself with. And there's a Bhangti. Again, you can't make this stuff up. I was just playing with this yesterday with jugmeet Singh and Bulji Jeet on the phone a couple of days ago. Bhagat Faridji they say Jana Soho Nandara Ta Thora Maan Kari Thank you, Prof. That if I knew that my husband Lord was going to be so innocent, maybe I would have kept a bit of myself humble. What well, Maharaj is saying that, we this is my interpretation of that, is when we get older, we get into a relationship, we get married, and if you knew the beauty of who you were going to be in a, in a partnership with, you'd have kept a part of yourself clean for that person. And you wouldn't feel so guilty in that joining, that person's looking at you from a place of innocence, but where they look to isn't innocent. Who they're looking at isn't innocent. And who wants to be that person, man? Like, who wants to be that person because of the sake of validating yourself in a community that ain't even around when you get married? Or a friendship circle that ain't even around? Why give yourself up? And Maharaj is saying, If I knew how innocent my husband Lord was going to be, meaning in this context, husband or wife, right? I would never have made myself so beyond innocence. I I would have never stripped myself willingly of my own innocence. Per chance, I'd meet some worldly expectation of validation it's such a nonsense man that we throw away that which is priceless yeah just to become able to sit with a grimy person in a grimy crowd and say I'm one of you don't be one of them man choose to be you sounds so obvious in the the right so Guru Arjan Ji, they send this letter, they say, Tanso des, Jahatun Vasya, that most knowledgeable of knowledgeable, that ocean of endless Gyan teaches the meaning of innocence. Tanso Jahatun Vasya, because I just was, that place where you're walking is blessed. Because we have to remind ourselves geographically, Siddhi Guru Arjan Dev Ji, where are they? They are in? And where do they wish to be? Lahore is weak by the way. They are in Lahore. And where do they wish to be?
2: Amritsar.
0: So they say, Tanso Des, that land of Amritsar is blessed. Why? Because you walk there. Des, Desh Jahatun Vasya, mere Sajan Oh my beloved, that land is blessed. They send that letter, and much in the same way, as the first letter, that letter is stolen away by Priti Chand, who intercepts them, and takes that letter away. And now, now Arjan Devji, it's written in our Itihas, they're now, as time is passing, they're becoming, that, that pain of separation is growing so much, they're like consumed by this pain. It's written in our Itihas, that beauty, that innocence drives them, they climb atop the Koti at, in Penda Chunnamundi, they're looking out across the flat plains of the Punjab, as it was all one Punjab then, right? They're looking out across the flat plains of the land, they're trying to see me, is anybody coming to see me? Is anybody coming to receive me? They would walk to the edge of the city limits of Lahore. They would walk to the edge of the city limits of Lahore, and they'd be like, I can't take one step further out, But is there anybody approaching this land? I can't disrespect my Guru. So I will stand on the edge of the city, and I'll look out, but I won't go any further, because of the red of my Guru, right? So, they would do this, and what can they do? What can they do but to make their Ardhasa plainly clear? So what do they do? They write a third letter. You know the Shabad, my people. Yeah. You see, sometimes we're not here to learn, we're here to remember. Sometimes we're not here to learn we're here to remember. Isn't that what simran actually means to be in a state of remembrance, right? So Maharaj, they write this third letter They say a kari, a kari is a Punjabi period of time Don't ask me how this is worked out, but it's um, I'm, from the research I've done, it's 22 to 24 minutes Go figure it out, and let me know when you know the answers to why But a kari is that, Maharaj in saying kari na milte, to be away from you just for one kari, yeah? is to be away from you for the whole expanse of Kaljug. So Kaljug in astronomical terms is 432,000 years. Very interesting actually. So Kaljug is 432,000 years long. Maharaj is saying just to be away from you for one kari. It's like being away from you you for 432,000 years. What Maharaj is talking to, what are they speaking of? They're speaking of the theory of relativity. that That we would actually say Einstein is giving to us in the 1940s, 1950s, right? The idea of relativity is that time is not constant, that time flows fast or slow dependent upon your experience. So if you're sitting there and you put your hand on a stove and you burn your hand on a hot pan, those few seconds will feel like eternity, right? It will feel like forever. But at the same time, if you're sitting at home and you're watching Lord of the Rings, you can, you can look in a minute and you're like, you're on the end of the episode, three hours later, and it like hasn't even passed in one second. So time is not constant. So Guru, Guru, Guru Arjan Dev Ji is speaking of this theory of relativity, hundreds of years before it was equated to the West. But girl, we can say that Maharaj is actually teaching us about love. We can put science aside. They say, When am I going to see you again? They send this third letter. They say to their guru. They say to the messenger, "This letter is to be given to none other than Siri Guru Ram Ji himself." They mark the letter third of three. And they say to the messenger, "This letter must go into only the hands of the guru." And they send that letter. When the messenger gets to Amritsar, yeah. When the messenger gets to Amritsar. They see Prithi Chand. They, they wait for Prithi Chand to leave and they, go, they run straight up to Guru Ram Das who's actually in the Prakarma of their Sahib at that time. And they do Matta and they, plot, they pass the letter to Sri Guru Ram Das Maharaj. They open the letter and obviously they remember that one that they've forgotten, right? All become very clear very quickly. They read the letter of love, they see that it's marked third of three. And they read the letter, they see the beauty of the words of that one who is ever committed to the Guru's hukum. They're so agyakari, they're so, they're, so, they're so like disciplined and following the Guru's instruction who hasn't wavered. Guru Ram Das Maharaj, they say, go get my son. And they send Baba Budhaji. they send Bhai Gurdas Ji, they send eminent scholars and that carriage would have gone from Two, The yeah. They send them all the way from Amritsar. And can you imagine Guru Arjan Dev Ji? They're atop, they're called Ti, Benda, Juna Mundi. They're looking out across the flat plains and they can just see the, the dust being unsettled in the distance. And they is that really dust being unsettled? Is some convoy coming this way? This place that nobody is coming to? For why would anybody go to anywhere other than Amritsar, that place which is bounding? Than so this. Blessed is that land, right? Why would need, wait a minute? I recognize that person. And they run downstairs and they run and they run and they give their mama, Bhai ba- Gurdasi is their mama, right? They give them a big embrace. Baba Bundaji is there, the greatest Gyani that will ever walk on this earth. They say, Your dad, come. Your dad has sent me, sent us to come and receive you, to bring you back. Arjun Devji is taken with those great six and they travel back from? The Lord. To? They travel all the way back from Lahore to Amritsar and the way that it's described in our itihas that when Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj, when they see Guru Ram Das Ji Maharaj, they're crying tears and they give them an embrace like, Dad, I miss you. I miss you so much, Sadhguru Ji, right? I feel like I have been away from camp for so long. I feel like I have been in the world away from you for so long. I remember how it was when I was with you in camp and everything just seems so tight and cushy and lovely. And I've been away from you, but now I'm back. Thank you, Maharaj, for bringing me back into your embrace. And Guru Ram Maharaj, Ji, Maharaj, they are, the way that I picture it in my mind, they're putting their hands on the sides of the shoulders of their son because it's been... How long now? How long do you think that Arjun Ji stayed the course? How long do you think Guru Arjun Maharaj stayed the course in Lahore? How long do you think this was? And in, in weeks? How long do you think they're away? 52 weeks. Come on, let's be sensible. This haki has been played out in a, f- in a few moments, but how long do you think this was our history? How long? Have a guess.
1: One
0: year. Three years. Three years Arjun Ji looked atop. In the Juna Mundi, they would undertake the seva of doing the Katha to the Sangat they would look be where is my Sataguru? are they going to come for me a thousand days has ended a thousand days have passed and Arjan Devji remains steadfast in the hukam of the Guru <laughs> meaning be strong man have a little bit of resolve but i got to do what i got to do I've got to stay the course, but has told me to do something, I'll take some shots along the way, but I know who I need to be. Yeah? I know what I have to do, right? And some of you have had a chance to waver, and now you're like, how could I possibly be thinking about wavering? Yeah? Because we know. That after a thousand days, my Sadhguru will call you back and listen to this. But as we come to the end of this Vijad, listen very carefully. This is my favorite part of the sake now, right? Guru Ramdashi, they got their hands on the shoulders of Guru Ramdas of their son. They're like, you've gone from a boy to a man now. 15 to 18 is big time. It's a big change, it's a very important time. They've probably gone from having very short, maybe a dadi, maybe none of their face, no face, no hair on their face. Now they've got like a lambadara. And they say, do you understand? Okay, hello, this is my interpretation of the way this then plays out. They go, do you understand? And Arjun Devji, in and amongst the tears of Beraag, say, I understand Pitaji. Ji, Satguru Ji, I understand. I understand. If you understand, write me a fourth letter now. Write me one more. And what happens? Guru Arjan Devji is that one who is Agyakari. They write that jitti. And what is in this jitti? Stay very close with me now as we just finish up this vichar. What is in this last letter? They say, Paghua Guru Santamilaya Prabhu. My friends, listen very carefully. I'm so excited to share this with you because really I'm just sharing it with myself and you guys are in on this, yeah? They say, Pag hua. They say, Maharaj, you're asking me, do I understand? I truly understand. Be great, good fortune has befallen me. Pag hua, great, good fortune, Pag is like really good luck, yeah, real good luck. Maharaj says, Guru Arjan, they say, they say Pag hua, gur malaya. I'm so fortunate, that I've had the Sangat of the Guru. That makes sense, right? Bhai Girdas Baba Buddha Ji have come to meet them. But then they say something that really teach us what the value of Sikhi is. They say, "Prabha Abhinasi Kar Mehepaya. They say, I realized that your home is within me. We don't think for a second that you was in Lahore even for one day. You think you were separate from me while well, I was in Amritsar, it says the Guru. Look back on those days, when you were in Lahore suffering, you look back, you realize that I was with you every single moment. You might think you're in Lahore. You might think that the Guru is in Amritsar. And you might say, Tanso But my friends, if you have the Guru's Nashani, if you have the Guru's gift, if you have the Guru's roop if you have the Guru Shabbat. because the Shabbat is the Guru, right? Bani, Guru, Guru hai. Oh, yeah. That if you're lucky enough to have the Siddhi, Jabji, Sabda, part memorized within your own mind, then you can vibrate upon that. Even if you could just have the Mul Mantar with your company, in your company, I say just. Now, I'm just using that as an example, as a Shabbat that we can easily memorize. Don't even think for a second that you are in Lahore. You're never in Lahore because if you are the Guru Sikh, you're always in Amritsar. It's just whether we have the eyes to see. It's just whether we have the
1: eyes to see.
0: Maharaj says Jo dekhe, jaisi mansa, dasa. If you look into your days and see yourself absent from the Guru's house, then you'll find that you feel like you're in Lahore. Jaisi mansa, if your mind is filled with thoughts, everything, but absent the Guru's itihas, gurbani, you'll find yourself in Lahore. Jaisi mansa, wherever your thoughts are, taesi, that's a, that's going to be your reality we can blame the guru or we can have a little bit of mind a little bit of self-respect yeah and actually take responsibility for how we feel and again a lot of us don't want to do that man because we want to outsource the way that we feel we want to outsource our condition to our circumstance i'll tell you one thing man short term it might feel really good as you say if it wasn't for my parents Who didn't bring me up in Sikki, if it wasn't for my friendship circle that drink alcohol every friday they drag me out whatever it is we're doing yeah it's very easy to do that right but i've i think about it this way we can either suffer with a good excuse and some of these are really good excuses right or we can just be happy man we can either suffer in lahore We can realise that we're in Amritsar. It's a little bit of hard work. We've got to do. We've got to do a bit of work, right? But you'll be your own witness right now. Be what's happened here right now. No one's given. Nothing physically has been given, right? We've just taken our mind from here to Punjab. We've gone back a few hundred years. We've put down on the Guru, yeah. And I'll ask you to be your own witnesses. Be completely honest right now. And we're not here to do anyone any favours, we're not here for any free freebies, right? Only if it's sincerely true. Put your hands up if you feel closer to Guru Sahib than you did an hour ago, genuinely. No elbows, my people. No elbows, my people. Yo, East London, you're letting me down. You're just with me, man, we know, but no elbows. Okay, so the reason that we asked this, it seems like two hours ago, we said the same thing, right? What we're trying to show is that when we come into the Sangat, this is not just for fun. We can physically change our circumstance. We can physically change our state by going to the Guru. And rather than being told that, you could just recognize that yourself. So I'll ask you again, genuinely, who feels genuinely closer let me put it a different way who feels less far from when they were from the guru an hour ago see it's then that means we're that's terrifying that we're responsible for how we feel right what we choose to walk towards who we choose to sit with what we choose to listen to is a direct consequence of how we're going to feel and that's terrifying because we've been taught yeah, But people have got our best interests at heart, That is someone else's fault. That you deserve to feel that way. Come here, let me give you a hug. If that had happened to me, I'd be living in misery too. Right? And I say that that's just not true. That's not what our Guru says. Our Guru says, <laughs> We can't necessarily change what's happening to us, what's happened to us, what's been inflicted on us. Yeah, those are our circumstances, but we can choose where we're going to move from that. We can choose if we want to stay in Lahore, where we're going to write those letters of love, whether we're going to direct our minds to the Guru, that the Guru then will look upon our letters and say, "Bring my child home." And then the Guru will, when they put their arm around you, they'll say, "What will they say?" They say, "Paghu Guru Sant Malaya, Prabha Abhinasi." they say that don't even think for a second that you were ever on your own you were always in my house and my house was always a home that I made it inside you in the first place I'm not <coughs> I'm not sure in Sikki circles we're allowed to have favorite bangad are we to have are we allowed to have higher bang than, than lower bang in our I think we'll stick to the first way you termed it. Favourite. Favorite. Favorite, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well this for me this for me, I'm gonna say in a controversial this is for me it's top draw. Yeah. Guru Sans it means it doesn't matter wherever you are, be the Guru is with you. Be Guru Mere Sanga. The Guru is saying that I am always sada. Sada meaning forever at hand. And I just I just love that man. The idea that actually we can look back on our worst days since camp and if we had the knowledge and it was just the Guru's, when I say knowledge I don't mean like pop quiz hotshot, I mean if we have the Guru's gyan. if we have the Guru's sikya in our days, that those days going forward won't be as dark. And I think that's kind of exciting, right? That when next week we might feel a little bit distant, be yo, I wish I was back at camp with my brothers, I wish I was back at camp with my sisters. You can go, yo, 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 actually, you know what, I've been here before. But I know actually, that when Guruji and was in Lahore for a thousand days, that the Guru looked them in the eyes and said, write me a fourth letter. Yeah? That letter is part of many Guru Sikhs, every day. So just to finish off the Itihas, as we come to the end of this journey together, a time would come when the Guru Gaddi would go to Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj. Just at that time, in fact, when they wrote that fourth letter, And a time later would come when Shemepatcha, Miri Piri the Malak, sadguru Siri Guru, Guru, Har Maharaj, they would sit on the takht and the Sangat would come to Guru Har Sahib Ji Maharaj, and they say, Maharaj, we are in jang now. We're at war. Can you give us a gift for our bhakti? Give us something. Give us up something that will give us the ability to have the shakti, as if we had time to sit down for hours and do Bhakti the way that we did in earlier times because we're at Jang now. We're holding dal. we've got a shield on one hand, we've got a on the other. We don't have the opportunities to sit for hours upon end with our eyes closed. And Guru hargobind Sahib Ji, they say, bring me those four letters that Guru Arjan Dev Ji wrote to Siri Guru Ram Das Ji Maharaj. Bring me those letters that took Lahore out of one's life as they were taken to Amritsar forever, for, for infinity. And those letters were brought together and Guru Haru Gobind Sahib Ji would join with those letters the seven Shabbats of Sidi Guru Nanak Dev Ji Maharaj and that would become a Bani that is now central to many Gur Sikhs Nithinam every single day. Anybody know the name, name of the Bani?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that like Midlands talk or something? Come on. Anybody know the name of the Shabbat? I'm going to get beaten up. <laughs> I'm going way too good. Lads like, listen, enough Midlands jokes. yeah. I'm seeing a few white knuckles coming out. That is the Bani of Shabbat Hazare. Shabbat Azare, meaning that Shabbat that if you recite with Sharda gives it as the Shakti of a thousand Shabbats. Guru gobind said, you want a Bani that will give you that, that gift? You want a gift now? And they would draw forth these Shabbats and join them and give them as a gift to the Khalsa. They were the Khalsa then if they weren't in by name, but they were the pure ones, right? And they would say, this Shabbat, that if you vibrate upon this Shabbat, if you recite this as part of your daily routine from a place of love, it's the Shakti as if you had sat down for hours and recited a thousand Shabbats. And it's a gift. <clears throat> who's thinking about adding Shabbat the Zaydah to to name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Who's like, yo, I was doing it but I didn't know? Who's, who's recited Shabbat the Zaydah but didn't know the itihas Didn't know that history before? History is a gift, isn't it? So my brothers and sisters, my friends, what I wanted to share with you today, going back, keeping it functional, and right on time, timing-wise, is what I wanted to share with you is this, that when those days fall upon us, that we don't feel right. And we have, we have days that aren't like that, right? I have days like that, yeah? Baljeet Bazi is very open about the fact that sometimes he has pretty dark days. I think if anyone's honest with you, we've all faced harsher days than, than not, right? I'm not saying that every day is going to be rosy, but when that day comes, you can smile at that day and go, Oi, it might feel like an eternity of pain, but I'm away from my Guru just for this day, this kari, this 24 minutes, yeah, but I know it's going to pass. Because everything in this world, all of these pains that we get caught up in, think the reason they're so painful is we think they're forever. But the Guru says, and the final thing i want to share with you on this, is mother says, Jo up wherever is born into this world, so binaseh, will come to an end. aaj either today or tomorrow, it will pass. So don't make the mistake of thinking that your life situation is your life. It's not, man. And how many episodes of tears have passed, you look back on those situations and you laugh, you chuckle. Like, why was I even caught up in that? Huh? And that's where we live. We, we, we somehow keep ourselves in Lahore. We suffer our own hands by keeping ourselves there. If we just let go and take a step back I hang about, it's just a stop on the train line. I'm going to go through many stops to get to where I've got to go, right? I might be here for just 30 seconds while the doors are open, but eventually they're going to close and we're going to move on, right? So next time you get camp blues, let them be a smile on your face. Let them be a smile on your face as you realize, actually, I'm just in the hoard for a little bit, but actually, even the hoard ain't too bad. Be my guru is with me. So, we're going to finish up with just reciting the Guru Mantar five times together. And from a place of shukranavi, young Maharaj, I've weathered some pretty sad days being sad. There might be some more in the future, but do you know what? Even if they come, at least I now know that you're with me. How, how much harsher can they be in the knowledge that we've now received na, from the Guru's grace? So if your back's up straight, that smile now should flow a little bit more freely. Guru. Sangat ji, for me personally, this is this is the, the the interpretation that I have taken from what little stikia that I have. For me personally, as I stand before you, we're in the guru gar. Let's have it straight. i not here. I've not travelled here to lie or deceive myself or yourselves, right? You are by Gurudasi. The Sangat is Baba Buddha in the sense that it's the Sangat that connects us to the Guru, right? Just as the Sangat in the form of Baba Buddha and Bhai Gurdas came and they took Arjun Devji and they brought them back into the Jaran of the Guru, right? We're so lucky to be here, man. And we're going to finish up then with the same Vichar that we did at the beginning, which is if you're lucky enough to be in the Sangat, you could be anywhere right now. Could be anywhere doing anything. Always, always come into the Sangat from a place of shukrana. You might come here with calamities at home, you might have left Like all sorts of situations and you feel like you're here out of obligation. We might think that we're here to do a task. But never ever get caught up, deep Singh. I'm just talking to myself here. Never get caught up thinking that you're here to do something. You're not, man. You're here because you're lucky. Don't think you're here because you've got to make the Langar or because you're here because you've got to deliver a talk. Yeah, or because you've got to record a talk or whatever. Don't even think for a second you're here for a task. You're not. You're here because you're lucky enough to be. The sangat, and if you if you come from that place, you'll always receive so much more. Yeah. So you're the sangat of Sri Guru Ji Maharaj. But today I'm lucky enough to serve you. I'm so grateful to have a chance to serve you. If I've made any mistakes, please give us your blessings and your forgiveness. We're just learning. We're learning every day from the sangat. I'm so excited to share with you in the divan this evening and listen to the Gatha. This evening. If anybody has any questions, we're going to stick around for a bit. We're here for <coughs> quite a bit, actually. In fact, I think we're finishing on time. Does anybody have any questions that they want to share with the Sangha? Aaron you always got a question, Rob. I'm joking, Rob. No, just actually. I have to, yeah. oh, you do? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody has any questions, now's the time. You never know what question you might ask that might serve the Sangha. Uh, you're talking about camp
2: reunions, blues, and us. And as much as, like, um, like we walk away from camps and we get the high. And i have going doing camps every year, yeah? And then I get to reunion, you know, I go to Sangat, yeah? But, and as much as I know that Guru is with me, yeah? But I still suffer with the blues and I still, like, I still find it hard, like, what I get at camp, I find it hard, but, but so I try to do Siva in the Sangat. I try to like help out as much as I can and uh, try to like up my uh, personal achievement in it, yeah? But like, <coughs> Sometimes like there's times where I feel like like I'm away from Guru. Yeah, so what would you say to me like at that moment? Like so I, I've done like even at that moment I realised that actually Guru's like not far away, but it's still, you know, like you're feeling inside. Even though mentally you know actually okay, this is Maharaj Nidaka, Anna? And this is what Maharaj teaches us and we've been here before, and but Andru, you still feel like I need that catch again. But what would you say to me like? In that position. Sorry.
0: For All right. This. No, no, I'm, I'm glad you asked it. Can I, can I give you my honest thing? Yeah? yeah. So, this is my personal experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i have down days. Yeah. When you're married, you definitely have down days. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know why everyone laughs at that. It's my truth, man. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'll be very honest with you. When we are focusing, and again, this is in the West, <coughs> we really struggle this in the West because of the Western education we've received, right? What's that thing at school when you, um, not uh when you have to go see them you're not feeding when you've got emotional issues you go to the, the department not the matron pastoral. pastoral care right so some of this stuff is so um unhelpful in the long term right what we've been taught is to is to focus on that thing so you go, I feel like crap for example not, not you personally so I feel like crap someone comes up to you go you feel like crap tell me why they go, you want me to talk to you about why I that like crap? All right, let's focus on that crap feeling, yeah? And then somehow that's going to turn it off, yeah? And it's like we, we focus on the crap to get rid of the crap. And it's so, because it's, it's you have to understand Western, Western intentions are based on Western education, right? How's that going in the West? We have the highest rates of mental illness and unwellness, right? We didn't even know about these things in in the eastern, in the eastern sort of ideology. We, these things weren't even around. They weren't even. They didn't even exist. It wasn't that we didn't know about them. All, the, the West goes, "Oh, you didn't know about them. That's what." No, that the whole mental illness aspect of it has only really come into bear with the influence of the Western value system. They decided that we should compete with each other. For example, competition that if you don't quickly eat that apple, someone the else is going to eat it. These are all Western capitalist value systems, right? They have to compete with our neighbour. And so far as long as you're competing with your neighbour, she's not on your side, is she? You have paranoia that comes with that. If you're not competing, then there's no paranoia. Where does mental illness come from, right? So when these things happen, a lot of the things we've been taught, we've got to unlearn. To unknown. So, for example, you got, I feel like crap. Well, sit down in this chair, pay me 200 quid an hour, talk to me about why you feel like crap. You know, you're there an hour later having delved deeper and deeper into it. How do you feel? I feel like crap (laughs) at the end of it, right? What we understand from Gurbani is this. If you feel in in, in a not great place, the best thing you can do is give somebody else what you wish you felt. That is the best thing you can do and that is the opposite of everything we've been taught we have been taught to compete Galo there's one iPad here yeah if we take three if we both four steps if you take four steps away from the iPad I'm four steps away the only way I can have the iPad is if I get there before you if we both get at the same time I've got to lay you out there's only one I've got to take it right so we have to fight to fight you for it right so everything in the West is about taking before somebody else takes it right but in Sikhi, it's about Piad. And Maharaj is saying to us, Genica, once Kalwansi speaks about it, however you want to feel, the best way you can manifest that feeling in your life is be responsible for somebody else feeling that way. And if you could just turn your back to the shots as you take full focus on giving someone else a Jappi, letting them feel that warmth, unbeknownst to you, when you give someone a Jappi, what do you get back? You get that warmth too, right? You can't give someone your body warmth without sharing theirs, right? S- silly analogy, but you get the point. And Gurbani is talking to us, and what, what Mara says to us is, whatever you want to feel, rather than focusing on how you feel, oh my god, I feel like crap, I'm really sad, I wish I was there. It all begins with the word I, right? I'm, I'm sad, how am I going to deal with my problems? I'm stuck, I'm upset, I don't know what to do, I don't know what should I think. It's all based in yourself, right? You're still, it's just, Not in a bad way, but it's basically not selfish, but you're focusing on yourself. Which is a polite way of saying selfish, right? But if you can go beyond that and go, look, he's stuck. Let me go, Elf. let me go and give you a hand. How you doing, right? You'll find so much joy, not ego, yeah, but so much joy in the accomplishment that yo, I've done something. You know what I mean? And today, I've stood, and someone else has felt a bit of warmth for me. When, when the guys come out to SWAT in London, we have got a little thing in London, like a free kitchen. We go into London, we feed people and um, like on the streets, homeless. Right? It's been going on for a few years as a charity in um, different parts of London. We go out and do it, and different organisations come out there, and it's really interesting. You get the beautiful insight of people from outside the sick month, right? So like. Barclays Bank might send their guys down there the community relations, they might come and do a bit of swap, they'll take a photo. And when you get to speak to these people, they come and they're serving Langar. This is, this is, you have to understand, we're blessed. We know about Lungard. If you don't know about Lungard, and you go, there's a kitchen over there, it never runs out of food, it's free, and you can take as much as you want. They're like, say that again, because beyond, they're, they're, it's, everything in the world is transactional, everything's about how much you can take take right the idea there's a free kitchen with endless pot that never runs out yeah you can't even manage your bottle of milk in the fridge at home how many times have you put the cereal in the bowl yeah you go into the fridge there's no milk for your cereal happened right or you get the you put toast in the toaster you go to them, you get the butter out right <coughs> you've got a kitchen here you know this is like an the average size cut of a wedding right but the kitchen's not gonna be surprised when we turn up there in about 20 minutes. All of us, to eat. no one's thinking, no one told you you were coming. The kitchen's always there, right? When they come out and they serve, not take. When they come out and serve, not take, yeah? They go home and they go, look, bruv, when I went to sleep, it was like I was on drugs, man. Because I slept and all my problems just went away. Because I just slept so deep. And they will come back the next week, not with the society, not part of Barclays Bank, because I just want to sleep again. Because I had no problems that night. Yeah? Because all they were doing was serving someone else, innit? But they don't understand, they, they've not been given that Sikkhya, innit? So if I want it, i better take it. But Gennika Luwansinji, they give us this sickia, if because whatever you want in life, the best way to have, propagate that in your day is to give it to somebody else. So in answer to your question, my bro, yeah, if you're feeding the camp blues, yeah, you're feeling down, you're feeling low, right? This is gonna be really toxic, and I'm gonna say this in a way that's gonna get me all controversial. We should be able to say this because it's been discriminated, it's been given such a bad label. All right, I'm gonna say, we have to man up a little bit.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't just mean the lads. I'm not talking about, we've got, all of us have got to man up a bit. I don't know how that works with gender ideology. I'm gonna get banned, yeah? We have to step up and go, listen, I'm not feeding great, but you know what? I'm not going to make this about me anymore, which is not what we've been taught. And I'm going to offend some sensibilities right now, because you've all been told when you're feeding sad, go and see pastoral care. Yeah. <laughs> see how that works out for you in 10 years time. You keep doing that and you keep focusing when you're in pain and you carry on focusing on the pain. See how that works out. Yeah. And the Guru is saying, Be, pick up a in it, Go and solve someone's problems. See how much of a man you feel like. When you do that, see how much Shakti runs through your veins, how much strength you have in your bones. When you go home knowing that someone else is sleeping better, you watch, your knockout. You won't wake up. You'll be like, yeah. yeah? So we don't say these things because the world is not ready. The world has been taught this is, this is toxic. Yeah? Let's step up, man, for our own selfish reasons. I'm only alive when I'm serving the Sangat, man. I would be dead many times over if I didn't have a chance to serve the sangha. That's me giving you my honest truth. I'm only alive, I'm most happy when I know in some small part, Mother has used me and allowed me to be their, uh, their slave, their noqar, yeah? Just sharing some sikhiya, knowing that, you know what, I'm mean, things ain't great for you right now, but someone's going to go home tonight who's in a bad place, but they put their hand up, but they said they're in a good place. Put your hands up if you're in a good place right now. Yeah, I'll take that all day long, man. Do you, do, you, do you see why we, why, why Prachar is why is what it is? You see why we have to, why it is what it is, right? So that's why we don't focus on ourselves. And that sounds toxic. It sounds like I'm being inconsiderate. I don't care. I really care about you, bruv. Which I'm saying, go beyond yourself. Have a chance, and just give it to, give me a shout. Let me know how it feels. There's always someone you can go up to. And the way you can test it is this. There's someone in the hall that you can go up to, you never spoke to. Go up to that person, especially if they're five years younger than you, you'll make their life. If you go up to someone, you have no idea how amazing you look to someone five years younger. To someone five years younger, you've completely got your stuff together, yeah? You've completely got it together. They look at you and they're like, you've got it all together. You go up to someone and you give them a little bit of love. You'll see them blossom and then why not man and then to be fair if you're not blossoming how dare you not make someone else blossom anyway just do it man see how we stand i think i'm if he hears any of this i'm going to get told off is mm-hmm. that might be probably not incomplete but there's different aspects of truth right there's different ways we can approach the same problem so does that answer your question Do you think it's wrong what i'm saying
2: uh, no
0: it's not at all I mean. anybody disagree with what i'm saying just honestly. Anybody think that what I've said is, is is not helpful? Maybe it could actually be a, a, a counterproductive.
2: Well, How do we make sure that when you're then serving that you're not um, you're not making it like oh this person's happy because of me? So then that can be can like also that like slippery stuff. If you're going down that route, how can you prevent it? Like your your whole over, making it like. Or do you feel
0: good because of your ego, you're stroking your own ego. Okay. Very I'm really glad you asked that question. Thank you, yeah. Two things I'm gonna to say to you, yeah. The mind is very, very clever, yeah. We ain't even helped anybody yet. I'm not talking about you, yeah, not talking about you. We ain't done nothing for no one. Yeah. We're already saying because we're in Kaljug. And the mind is designed not to help us in Kaljug. The mind is the biggest barrier in Kaljug, right? This is mana Manajite. manajiteh. So really the barrier is the mind, right? But look at the mind, look what the mind does, Because goes, don't save the world <laughs> Don't save the world Because you might, you might, there might, there might be a something behind a something, right? We'll deal with that when we get to it yeah. Who's helping anyone right now? My brothers and sisters are suffering right now Let's step up People are on fire man Literally Naanaku <laughs> Don't let your mind give you every excuse to leave you burning in the gutter. If, if our problem, there's a saying in business, I, I've got a lot of high net worth clients that come to see me, they're always complaining about paying tax. Some of them are like worth hundreds of millions of pounds, right? And they go, I've got to pay this much tax. I go, brother, you only pay tax when you make money. Yeah? Yeah? You're paying tax because you're making millions. Just, just take a step back. You're paying on your 100 million pound portfolio. Have a little look. You know, just chill out let's pay some tax if we have to suffer the obstacle of dealing with ego because we're making progress for our brothers and sisters let's have a little look at that we'll come on to the actual ego aspect in a second but the first point is this let's make some money man you want to yeah let's not complain about let's not sit on the dole yeah we'll sit on the dole housing benefits go oh i better not get off my backside and make a few million quid because I have to pay tax on it. That's essentially what we're talking about, right? You only get to complain about what ego might do to you per chance you save saved the world if you've saved the world. And that's the caste's mandate, right? So just first off, don't let your mind stop you from making progress. If you can make progress, make progress. Then we'll deal with the problems that come with that. We'll pay the tax, bill, yeah, when we start making the millions. Do you get what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't get past that. I put out, we did a we did a course in, in London, yeah, and there's an Das course, and someone brought, writes a comment, that's obviously hundreds of hours have been spent making this course, right, next man writes a comment, I don't know who it is, just comes to my mind right now, they've written, don't go search this guy, giving him hate mail, I'm just going to give an example, they go, we don't need to do ardas because Maran everything, go, oh, okay, it's like we always find a barrier for progress, yeah, let's make progress, and whatever obstacles that come with progress, everyone say progress,
2: Progress.
0: whatever obstacles that come with we deal with those yeah now coming on to the second point the question is actually what do we do right so when that happens it can be very very it's actually it's you know it's a big bill yeah so there's two things and i'll give you my personal things number one i from a selfish perspective i love to i surround myself with people that are better than me I just, it's very hard to be arrogant, when you're the worst of the bunch, in your own mind. What are brabaria. Okay, in front of Maharaj, we're But I haven't got Maharaj's lens, so I judge. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, I've got a judgement. So who do I sit with? I sit with my start who's just basically the G of all Gs. Just a, just, there's no... In my, in my mind, I won't name people because that would be... my point is this, or I'll sit with people who are just brothers to me that I look up to. Like Baljee Bhaji is my older brother, yeah? And for me, that keeps me humble. It's very hard to be arrogant when your head's below the waterline. Does that make sense? You're just about... you're just keeping your... Head above. The second thing is Bandi Andi Seva. Yeah? So, you know who does Bandi Andi Seva? You know Pai Mbani Singh Ji who's cut limb from limb? 72 pieces, they were cut limb from limb. For 10 years, Bhai money Singh Ji would do Bande Andi and Seva. Don't ever think that Bhai money Singh Ji was just strong. You know what strong is? Our mothers, yeah? You try and bend your back at that kitchen sink, man, for an hour in the hall. trust me, man. You can deadlift 120 kg, no problem. Try and bend your back at that kitchen, which is a different thing. It's your, you've got the weight of the Sangat barb in those Bande, yeah? I, I honestly, I can run 10k, no problem. Yeah, do longer than the trying to, for me to try and do longer than the server for half an hour, 45 minutes. It's a different pain that grips your body. Yeah, you know, we, we know where strength comes from sitting with those BR, those bana that can that can actually stay the course. So, when you spend time in that kitchen, the 60 year old people, 60 year old, 70 year old ladies and men, yeah, and they're bending at that hip and they're just in that kitchen, it's very hard to have arrogance. When you're in that circle, so for me, I find everyone better than me, and I, I keep them in my mind, or I keep them in my company. Yeah, and number two is if you do Seva. Yeah, the, one of the greatest Gurmukhs, they were the head of the 52 poets. The name has now escaped my mind. Bynandalaji. Bynandalaji again. They would do Bandya. Can you imagine the greatest, uh, most like knowledgeable gurucik? Yeah? was Bynandalaji at the, in their time in that in that area of time, right? And what would they do in their time? Like, why would the greatest academic, the greatest philosopher, the most, Veda- the most knowledgeable person, you know, what are they doing washing Pandey? It's more than washing Pandey, man. When you're washing Pandey, you're washing the Pandey of Siddhi Guru Nanak Dejee. Don't think you're washing the Pandey of some r- r- stranger. Those are the Pandey in the house of Siddhi Guru Nanak Deji Mata. That's their family that they've called from around the earth. You wash the Pandey of the Guru, you're washing off your pap And you're keeping your ego down. So these are things to which to be honest with you, I don't do as much as I should do. But in answer to your question, so in summary, number one, don't worry about things that are gonna stop you making progress. Pay the tax when you've got to pay the bill, right? Let's just make let's just let's just order some let's let's make some money first, right? And the second thing is when it actually comes, take the shots, but keep your hands up by staying in company of those that will make a mockery of the idea that you're something. I stand with my brother. Buljeet uh, Bhadi, it's a mockery for me to have ego in his company. He's my older brother, you know, I sit with him because it keeps me humble, right? We go to the camp, I sit with sings and and Singh and I'm like, Banji, good breathe Banji, let's have it straight. There's no one can touch her, she's a different level, right? And having her company, keeps me humble. Because I'm not faking, I can take you straight, if, if we've had her gutter, She's just a different level, right? I stand before you and I berate myself in her company. So, it keeps me humble. Not that there's anything to be arrogant about anyway, I'm just your boy, innit, yeah? But, the point is, is this: if you find yourself struggling in that way, you look left and right, and you find those people. You seek them out and you have their company. Really good question, though, because the real question is: don't let your mind stop you making progress. Per chance, there might be problems that are associated with that progress. Let's just make progress, right? You feel me? Uh, that was a really interesting. Thank you for that question, Vida. Thank you for that, buddy. <laughs> uh, anybody have any other questions? Did anybody find this session today not informative? Or interesting, did anybody find it helpful dealing with how they're feeling about absence from the Guru? Did anybody find it helpful? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm. Just a measure. Cool. Thank you Sandhya You're the Sangat of the Guru. I ask once again for your forgiveness.